Donald Trump goes to East Palestine, and it goes really, really well. Pete Buttigieg goes to East Palestine, doesn't go so well. And loose lips sink ships. The media might have just gotten Donald Trump off the hook legally. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you guys are having a great day. I am watching this Alex Murdoch trial. He's actually on the stand at the very moment. And I was wondering whether I was going to do this podcast just because I'm just entranced. It, they're they're cross-examining him now, and I kind of know where the, I kind of know where the prosecution is going. It's just a very interesting trial. I I actually I looked up some of the history of this guy. This guy is dirty. I don't know. I mean, I can't prove any of it. It's alleged. I don't know if he killed his son and his wife. But, I mean, this guy is really iffy when it comes to character. But anyway, doesn't matter. I can just rewind it. So let's get to uh, let's get to some news here. Or not news. Let's just get to the stories. So President Trump yesterday scored some major points. Major points. And he has a solid base of 25% of people. And most of them are in Ohio. They love Trump in Ohio. And they proved it yesterday. So yesterday, Donald Trump decided he's going to go to East Palestine. (coughs) So according to the Daily Wire, quote, Former President Donald Trump visited East Palestine, Ohio, uh, Palestine, excuse me, on Wednesday afternoon and criticized President Joe Biden over his lack of attention toward the small Rust Belt community as citizens grapple with the recent train derailment and subsequent chemical fallout. Local and state authorities previously evacuated all residents within one mile of the derailment and started a controlled burn of industrial chemicals on the vehicle to decrease the risk of, ex- risk of explosion. Which, by the way, that controlled burn, guess what, caused an explosion. Vinyl chloride, known, a known human carcinogen used to manufacture PF, PVC, was emitted from five train cars in the form of mass, uh, massive plumes of dark smoke visible throughout eastern Ohio and western Pennsylvania. Trump toured the town alongside Senator J.D. Vance and criticized his successor during the pre, during the um, during a press conference. Now, this is a move in contrast to what the Biden administration is doing. Okay, so, so far until today, Pete Buttplug, and that's what I'm going to call him because I, I don't like him. I think he's a, he's a condescending little prig. I really don't like the guy. Pete Buttplug has, until today, never showed up to East Palestine, even though he is kind of the problem here. And Joe Biden, not only did he not visit East Palestine, he flew to Poland and to Ukraine to show such support for Ukraine because they're more important than we are. Okay. So, you know, again, this administration has handled this wrong. One, they never acknowledged it. I got news for you. If it weren't for Fox News and other conservative media, 
this story would have been buried. CNN did not talk to, about the story for seven, eight days. MSNBC did not talk about the story for seven, eight days. This was a definite F up by the Transportation Secretary and the Biden administration. Now, I'm not blaming them for the actual crash. What I am blaming for is their policies are so worried about climate change and crap like that, they're not actually looking at transportation. They're not looking at infrastructure. And our infrastructure is bad. They just got a $1.9 trillion infrastructure deal done, and no one knows what the hell they're doing with it. And there doesn't seem to be any plans on what they're going to be doing with it. So needless to say, this is being blamed on the Biden administration. And the fact that these guys can't even show up shows that they just don't care. Hell, FEMA, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Administration said, oh, we can't do anything about that. It's, a, it's an emergency, but it's not a natural disaster. It's not our problem. Well, who the hell is going to come over there and help them? Nobody. Everyone is complaining about shortness of breath, headaches, which, by the way, are a symptom of this type of poisoning. Pets are dying. Fish are dying in the rivers. The water looks like it's infected with chemicals. You throw a rock in there, and that rock brings up a plume of rainbow-colored chemical. And nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody wants to deal with it with the Biden administration. So Trump went over there. And by the way, Trump didn't go empty-handed. With him, he brought tractor trailers filled with water bottles. And that includes water bottles that are Trump water which is the most amazing, wonderful water ever. Of course, Trump didn't have enough Trump water to give them, so he had to give the lower quality bottled water, and some people are going to end up with the lower quality bottled water. By the way, this is what Trump does that's great. The exaggerations. It's funny. It's fun. And him bringing something means something to these people. And then Trump, not only did he bring a plane full of water and a couple of tractor trailers filled with bottled water, he took all of the first responders and the people who uh, are trying to clean up this mess, he took them to McDonald's and ordered McDonald's for them and paid for it. This is good Trump. Trump. This is what got Trump elected in 2016. And let's not forget, <coughs> Trump is a germaphobe. He doesn't like getting sick. He makes this very clear. Yet he is walking through this town, sucking in the air. Of course, he's drinking bottled water because he thinks this is a disaster. But he is there. He's working this. And he scored some heavy points with his base. He probably increased his base. Now, was this a photo op? Yes, probably. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so Trump had a message. This is what he said. Quote, I sincerely hope that when your representatives and all the politicians get, get here, including Biden, 
the get back from touring Ukraine, that he, that's that he's got some money left over. Biden, the Biden administration should endure, ensure that every family has the option of moving and homes and everything else until this thing is straightened out. Now, that's the one thing with Trump when he speaks. He just goes really out there on things. Um, that's exactly what he said. So, but he's right. He's just pointing out the difference between him and and Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who just gave Ukraine another $500 million, hasn't spent a dime or even mentioned East Palestine, Ohio. Probably because East Palestine, Ohio is Republican. And they're all white. And they're all straight. And none of them are elites. They're workers. Trump also has some words for the Federal Emergency Management Administration, FEMA. He said, quote, They're intending to do absolutely nothing for you. They could have been here two weeks earlier, at least a week earlier, but they decided to do it this way. And I guess it came from the top. Again, this disaster, and this is a disaster, would have never been even acknowledged if it weren't for Fox News and conservative media outlets. As a matter of fact, when I first saw, and Twitter, social media, when I first saw this on Twitter, I hadn't heard anything about it. And then I went online to check it out, and it was absolutely true. This is, and Donald Trump is admitting this, this could be the death of a town. If this stuff is that poisonous, it could be the death of a town. And nobody seems to care. Hey, where's AOC? Miss Climate Change. Where's Bernie Sanders? Mr. Climate Change. Where's Al Gore? Mr. Climate Change. Where's Barack Obama? Mr. Climate Change. No one is acknowledging this. No one cares. Because it's not about climate change. It's not about the environment. It's about politics. Now, this whole thing from Trump is theatrics. Sort of. <coughs> When I found out he gave tractor trailers worth of water and was buying these guys food, yeah, no, it doesn't seem like theatrics anymore. It seems like he's actually doing more than the federal government is doing. What is the federal government doing now? Absolutely zero. They didn't send any water. They didn't buy workers who are trying to, to fix this mess. McDonald's. The mayor hasn't talked to anybody from the federal government. The mayor ha admitted he's not talking to anybody from the federal government. All the empathy that this government, this administration says they have, they have none. Zero. And President Joe Retard Biden, I got news for you, that guy's going to burn in hell. He is a terrible human being. I don't know where anyone thought this was a good man. This is a terrible human being. He's an evil man. He's going to burn in hell. He's all about power. He's a garbage... He can't even walk upstairs, for Christ's sake. Terrible human being. And I know I'm going to get crap for saying that. But the fact of the matter is, if that guy dropped dead tomorrow, I would not care. I would celebrate. I'm not saying go out and kill him. I'm saying he's a terrible human being. 
He goes, he just has, he's apathetic to everything except his own power. That's what he is. I'm sorry, this makes me angry. It makes me angry. I mean, do you realize the highest federal official that was sent to Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, has been an EPA administrator? Not a director, not a secretary, an administrator, basically a manager. Absolutely terrible. Now, of course, this was a bad news for the Biden administration because uh, Pete Buttigieg, who's actually in charge of the transportation, the railways, uh, has $1.9 trillion for, quote, infrastructure, end quote. And, I, I mean, I we have trains that are derailing three times a day, according to him. And he's only blamed Donald Trump for this, which, by the way, it's 2023. Donald Trump was out of office in 2021. You've been secretary for two and a half years. Maybe it's time to stop blaming Trump for everything. But they don't. Pete Buttigieg, the day after Donald Trump has decided today, the day after, to visit Ohio. And you know something? It ain't going well for him. It's not going well for him at all. He has been asked question after question about why he wasn't there. He had a he had a press conference where he made state where he made this really weird statement, which everyone was basically saying, "What the frick are you talking about? Everything you just said hasn't happened." So let's listen to that statement first. This was during his this was during his speech, and I can't believe this guy said this. It's absolutely incredible. Listen, the country should be wrapping their arms around the people of East Palestine. Not as a political football, not as an ideological uh, flashpoint, not as a gotcha moment, but as thousands of human beings whose lives got upended through no end, through no fault of their own. Uh, And I think that includes visits, not just big official visits from the government, but just people who've seen the news and whose hearts go out to the community here and can come here, come here on a day like this when the sun is shining or on a rainy day and shop in those shops and visit those businesses. Um, it is safe to visit here, as all of us can attest, even while we're still making sure that it stays safe to live here. Uh, and people deserve that. What in the F is this dumb piece of crap talking about? Seriously, we sh- they should embrace East Palestine? You guys ignored East Palestine for three weeks. You guys did nothing to help them. You Nobody visited them. No one even commented. The media hid this whole thing. And you're sitting back, oh, we should embrace them. And by the way, he's talking about even visits. He's talking about Trump's visit yesterday, which by the way, Trump actually did something during his visit. He brought water. He paid for food. And the fact that he hasn't visited. And political football? This is a political football you guys are trying to hide. 
You did not want the story out. What a garbage, sociopathic piece of crap. And that goes for Joe Biden, too. He's a crap show himself. I almost cussed. Absolutely incredible statement. Well, you know what? You know what? A lot of people, they're flat out not having it. And they're, they're sitting there and they're calling them out. Here's one of the questions from that press conference. In retrospect, should you have come a little sooner? So, again, uh, in terms of the timing of the visit, I'm trying to strike the right balance, uh, allowing NTSB to play its role, but making sure we're here in that show of support. Yeah, BS. He did. He wanted this completely ignored. He wanted this completely ignored. He didn't want any questions about this. He didn't want to have to explain to the American people why he just got $1.9 trillion to fix infrastructure and tra- and trains apparently are derailing three times a day. He did not want to explain why he wasn't here for three weeks. He didn't want to explain... He didn't want to have to apologize. Oh, and here you go. Now we're going to listen to that crap because that's exactly what people are asking him from the media. Do you think you owe us an apology? What took you so long? This is just, and he's walking into the state house and, or the city hall and he's asked these questions. Sorry, Pete. Uh-huh. I just have a quick question. Uh-huh. Uh, the American public doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job. Mm-hmm. Will you be resigning anytime soon? Yeah, I'm not here for politics. I'm here to make sure the community can get what they need. Will you apologize? Just, uh, I, I want to be will you apologize for the response? Uh, um, for the slow response uh, taking your time? One of the big let's, yeah. let's go in here and get away from you. No, no apology? Yeah, and then he ran away like a little bitch. Well, good news. At least he has... Now, you heard that gal in the back asking the same thing. Well, the good news is at least he has a press secretary who is very open to dealing with the media, uh, especially conservative media. So let's listen to what she had to say. And now this is a little longer of a clip, but it's too funny to ignore. Mayor Kate, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apologies? I'm a press person, I can help you. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure, sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy happening to here? And can we also ask too why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance. This is a very important question that people across America would like to know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Uh, well, please put your cameras away. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we are allowed as press. I, you guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on I'm my happy. camera. Well, I'm on a con- camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. That's why. And why is it aggressive? I'm, on I'm behalf happy. of the American people, I'm just asking why he has not been here 
until Donald Trump she's came. She's asked them she's asked three several times for them to turn the cameras off, and they will not do it. All right, y'all, so we are with the press okay. secretary this for Pete Buttigieg, and right now we are being told that we are not supposed to be filming. Again, we are here on behalf of the American public because we would like to have the conversation and we would like to ask the question as to why um, again it took almost three weeks for Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg to be here on the ground. Uh, he waited until Donald Trump came here to actually be here and speak to residents. Uh, the people here have been quite tight-knit about when we can ask questions and again we're here on behalf of the American public and we wish we could be able to ask these questions but for some reason uh, you know we're, we're not allowed. Cowards. All of them are cowards. Why doesn't she want the cameras on she doesn't want the cameras on because she doesn't want to be held liable for anything she says she wants to be able to say that oh i didn't say that she got hosed and by the way those reporters very polite i would have i would have sat there and said no i'm not turning off my camera you can answer the question you're a press secretary Answer my questions or get your boy to come over. But, you know, she's obviously as untalented, untalented as Karen Jean-Pierre, except, except, you know, she's probably a trans woman, lesbian. She's white, so I can't, I can't find a ethnicity that's going to be acceptable. They, this administration just hires the most untalented people. So, in the end, what has actually happened with Buttigieg's trip? Not only did he come with nothing, he showed up with nothing. And by the way, Pete Buttigieg, I'm not going to make this political, I'm not going to talk. It is political, that's why you're there. You're not there to actually do anything. You're there for politics. This is going to bite the Obama administration in the ass about as much as the Afghanistan withdrawal where 13 soldiers were killed, hundreds of Americans, thousands of, of American allies, and 13 dead soldiers because of his lousy pullout. This is, this is, as, bad, uh, this is as bad a scandal as it can get. And nobody will answer any questions. Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttplug, that's what I'm going to call him. I mean, the guy who took three months off for paternity leave with his husband. I mean, the guy is irrelevant. He needs to be fired. And personally, I think the entire Department of Transportation needs to be gotten rid of. So, I, I don't know. They're not getting away with this. This is not going to work for them. It's going to be bad. Okay, in our last story, and I have a feeling I'm going to have to do a podcast tomorrow because believe it or not, I got a ton left. And there's no way I'm going over 30 minutes. You can hear my voice. It's pretty iffy. Okay, so speaking of Trump, um, this is a big oopsie, a, a, a huge oopsie. Um, the foreperson for the grand jury 
used to investigate Donald Trump for election interference uh, in Georgia seems really excited about her job. She's going around the country. The news media is taking her in. And they're doing, she's doing interviews. I, I, I kid you not, yesterday she must have did maybe five, six interviews. She's pretty much a big mouth who is, I'll say it, creepy. She's creepy. Apparently, I found out today, she's a Wiccan. Now, here's the funny thing about this whole thing, is she was chosen to be the foreperson of an investigative grand jury. Okay? The foreperson. And a foreperson is voted on by the rest of the jurors. And the reason is because she is supposed to be the best of all of them. And they voted for this gal. Incredible. And she's creepy looking. She looks like a witch. I don't know if you've ever seen H.R. Puffin stuff. That was back in the 70s when I was a kid. Okay, yes, I'm old. Um, she looked like the witch in H.R. Puffin stuff with the nose and everything. And she's just creepy. Well, the other thing she does is she shows a lot of bias. She does not like President Trump. She makes that very clear. So this gal's name is Emily Kors, and she did this media tour, okay? And she's eating all of this up, and she loves it. So let's, and by the way, when I say she's a Wiccan, we know what side of the political, political spectrum she likes, she resides, okay? So here she is on CNN. Yeah, and I just... I don't even know what to say about this. Just listen. Emily, thank you for coming on. I do want to say off the top, as you and I just discussed, but for everyone to know, you are somewhat limited in what you can discuss under judges under the judge's orders as of now. But one, we do know, of course, one of the biggest questions remaining for everyone that wasn't in that jury room with you is how many people are in trouble here? What can you tell us about how many people you recommended as a group to face indictments? I, well, thank you for having me, first of all, and I'm, I'm hesitant to speak to something that the judge made a decision not to share. He, uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but there was a hearing um, about what parts of the report should and should not be published in its various forms, and the list, well, the sections that were removed were consciously chosen to be removed, and I don't want to say I have better judgment than the judge. That's totally understandable. Is it, would you say, when it comes to, there are, indi there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, when it comes to 75 witnesses, like, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. <laughs> okay. More than a dozen, though, I think I'd heard you say in another interview? I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. You need to see the video of this broad. She looks nuts. She looks absolutely, she's got this long hooked nose like a witch. And she's never looking at the camera. She's always looking everywhere. 
Now, a couple of things with this. So the judge removes certain testimony or information, but she doesn't want to question. She thinks that testimony and that information should have been kept, but she doesn't want to question the judge's judgment. So my question is, who is she that she thinks she knows more about the law than the judge? If the judge removed it, he probably did it for a reason. That is really not a good thing for a juror to say. It shows bias, and it shows that this grand jury might have issues, especially since being the foreperson, she's supposed to be the best juror of the group. And I tell you what, I tell you what, that laugh, and she does this almost everywhere. It's like, what? I can't even fake that laugh. (coughs) It is not a good look. And by the way, She's already said too much. She's already said too much. She should have never said anything, and that's one of the things the judges say. So here she is, same. this is the same interview, and she just digs herself a deeper hole here. Listen. After everything that you've seen, what would your reaction be if the DA decides against bringing any charges after what you've seen? I will be sad if nothing happens. Like that's that's about my only request there is is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers, but I I will be frustrated if nothing happens. This was too much. Too much information, too much of my time, too much of everyone's time, too much of their time. Too much argument in in court about getting people to appear before us there was just too much for this to just be oh okay we're good bye and if it was just a perjury charge or perjury charges would that be acceptable to you that's fine i will be happy as long as something happens <laughs> creepy little broad <laughs> i mean come on dude really so she doesn't seem concerned about the facts of the case she seems concerned with getting Donald Trump indicted. That's all she... And by the way, that's the other question. She said, oh, it's it would have been such a waste of time and blah, blah. What? If it was going to be such a waste of time for you, you should have gotten off the jury. You should have said, no, I hate Donald Trump, and they would have kicked you off the jury. So, if you're too stupid... And that's the amazing thing. Ben Shapiro said it great this morning. If you're too stupid to get kicked off a jury, you really it really tells us a lot about the jury system. So this broad is sitting there saying, well, they were wasting my time if they don't convict him of something or they don't charge him with something. And by the way, this is an investigative grand jury. This isn't even the real grand jury. If they decide to indict him on this... Which, after this broad talking as much as she's talking, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, they still have to go through a regular grand jury to indict. And then they go to a trial. None of that stuff's going to happen. Not now. Not with her talking the way she is. So in this last clip, in this last clip, is the... I, here she is talking about why she really wanted to be a jury for a person. And I tell you, 
I, <laughs> I, I, it just shows, again, more bias, and it shows just how twisted this little broad is. And oh my God, she's such the typical Gen Zer that she wants to be famous. She wants to go viral. Well, she went viral, all right. She didn't go viral for the right reasons. So let's listen to her. And again, this is on MSNBC, of course, another place she could be interviewed because she's getting her 15 minutes worth of fame. She's doing a great job getting her 15 minutes worth of fame. It just may not be the kind of fame she's going to want. Listen. Personally, want to hear from the former president. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Yeah, this chick seems kind of twisted. She obviously is not there because of her duty to the law or to the country or she's after Donald Trump. And she, she, I mean, she's made this point very clear every interview she had. Now what's going to end up happening? Um, prosecution's done. They're done. It's not even going to be a thing. They're going to show this video of this stupid broad at, at the grand jury and say the entire this entire process is biased. And then what's going to be worse is that this gal and this is this is worse. This gal has poisoned the entire jury pool of Fulton County by talking. All she had to do is shut up. And you know whose fault this is? Is it the fault of the the teeny bopper that wants to get her 15 minutes of fame? Absolutely not. You know whose fault this is? The media. This is the fault of the media because the media, if they really wanted some sort of indictment of Donald Trump, the best thing they could have done is just flat out not put her on the air or at least found out what she was going to say. CNN's legal analysts and MSNBC's legal analysts have already acknowledged that she probably just poisoned the jury pool and this is going nowhere in Fulton County. By the way, there wasn't really that far to go in Fulton County anyway. So this whole thing is done. Okay, anyway, so Donald Trump had a pretty good day. Uh, so let's, let's go into our video of the day. And our video of the day is this creepy guy. I mean, this is a creepy guy. And basically, what he's a trans whatever. He's a guy, but he thinks he's a woman. And this guy is creepy because he actually does a ton of TikTok videos. And those videos are made for kids. So he goes on TikTok. And you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. It'll be there. He goes on the video and he's addressing children. He's wearing makeup, he's wearing women's clothing, he's got his hair styled, right? And then he starts talking. So here he is saying that if man was created by God's image, that means God was trans. I kid you not. Let, let's, 
Listen to this, and then let's talk about how wrong he is. God is non-binary. The Church of England is considering removing all gendered language around God. And thank goodness. You know, if man's created in God's image and woman is created in God's image, then God must be trans. (laughs) Everyone deserves the chance to relate to God on their own terms. God is for everyone of every gender. No, 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 no. Everything that this guy said is wrong. Okay? God is create God man and woman are created in God's image, which means we're kind of a carbon copy. We're not God. And God helped to write a 2,000-page book that explains that you and your feelings don't matter. It's what the ultimate truth is. God is not trans because God is not male or female. This is the big problem. We are st- People like this are so stuck on sexuality and gender, they don't realize that God does not is not a gender. He's not. He's nothing when it comes to gender. He doesn't need to give birth. He doesn't need to make somebody pregnant. That's not his thing. He doesn't need to do that. If he wants when he wanted the virgin Mary pregnant, he just you're pregnant. That's it. That's all he did. I'm writing a book about this right now. Not it's a comedy. It's not really a Uh, uh, a Dennis Prager analysis of the Bible or anything. But the fact of the matter is, God does not do the gender thing. He doesn't have to. When I say he or she, that's not even accurate. But the thing is, you should be able to relate to God on your own, on your own, uh, on your own belief system. No. That's not how it works. The Torah explains this. The whole Bible explains this very clearly. It is not your opinion that counts. Your opinion of what God or what God should believe is irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. And not to mention, you transing yourself from, which is not even a word, you can't trans yourself from a man to a woman. You're always going to be a man. Dude, I, I forgot what this guy's name is. His name is, let me look at it here. His name is Jeffrey March. Marsh. I got bad news for you, Jeff. You are a man. It doesn't matter that you put makeup on. It doesn't matter that you wear lipstick, pretty necklaces and dresses. You are a man. You're always going to be a man. But you sitting there and saying, I'm not a man, I'm a woman. You're basically saying... God made a mistake. And you go completely against God in that way. Because the reality is, God doesn't make mistakes. You do, Jeffrey. Your biggest mistake is thinking that your opinion is the ultimate truth. That's that my truth crap. It's my truth. There is no my truth. There is only truth. And truth is absolute. Truth is objective. And it doesn't change. And maybe 
there's some truth we don't understand. That doesn't mean my truth is true or my understanding of what is reality is true. The problem is, you're ta- Jeff, you're taking truth and you're saying that, well, truth is subjective and I'm making it up right now. Do you know who said that wasn't true? Genesis in the Bible. That your feelings don't matter. Do you know who else said that? C.S. Lewis said that. C.S. Lewis in, um, C.S. Lewis in uh, the Screw Tape Letters said that. Genesis was all about people needing to separate their own truths from the reality that is God. So Jeffrey, you're nuts, and you should stay away from children. You're a groomer. You're a piece of crap, and you're a man. And I know that that last point was probably the hardest to hear. Now, I wasn't going to play this clip. I was going to play it tomorrow, but I figured I'd find multiple clips and I'm already 41 minutes into it. Screw it. I might as well. Here is a guy on, I guess this is a podcast somewhere. I don't know who this guy is. He's uh, pretty conservative and he is debating transsexuals. Okay. And this is something that has gotten very important in the trans community. What is important in trans community? If you do not want to have sex with a trans woman and you're a man, you are a bigot. And you there's no way, it doesn't even make sense that you would not want to F a trans man. And what's trans woman, excuse me. Because a trans woman, which is a man who says he's a woman, is actually a woman. So this guy was asked the question, hey, um, would you have sex with the most beautiful trans woman out there or would you have sex with the oldest woman out there? And his answer shocks this trans woman, who's a man. And by the way, a man with a penis. But I'm sure it's a feminine penis. Let's. And then his reaction is beautiful because he runs away like a little bitch and actually tells the guy to suck his his penis uh, in a little cruder way. And the guy says, well, no, that defeats the purpose of what I've just told you. It's a great clip. Let's. It's viral. It's still on Twitter right now. So let's listen to that one. And said, Chase, would you rather smash the hottest trans woman in the world or the oldest woman in the world? Honestly, bro, the oldest woman in the world, because then I wouldn't be gay. Are you like, uh, Chase, yeah. how dare you be transphobic? Yes, actually, what the fuck do you mean? Because if I had sex with a trans woman, I'd be having sex with a biological man, and I don't want to do that. Because I'd be say, gay if I had sex with a biological gay. man. That's not gay. That's gay. And I don't even catch up the fuck up, actually. I'm, 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 I mean, that's really hateful, she's bro. Not, she's not. It would technically be homosexual. A trans woman is a biological man. Sue me. It's true. You know what God said? It said he made the man and women. He made the man and woman. I just told you I'm not gay. I'll pass on that. Thanks, though. Who knew that stating biological facts would make people walk off the show? Okay, three things here. First off, I hope three things. I'm, I, I hope I remember. But the first thing is I love when trans people start quoting the Bible. I mean, 
you you do not have a right to sit there and say God made us this way and blah blah blah. This guy didn't answer the question right. If you think that God can make a mistake in the point that God made you a man and you're actually a woman, you think he made that level of mistake, you have no right to talk about God. You just stay go, go back into your lane, back the frick off. The other thing is that this biological man, he's a man, thinks that he is so much of a woman because he got some plastic surgery. He didn't get plastic surgery in the bottom place. He only got it with his boobs and things like this. He thinks he is actually a real woman. And that you're not, you are not gay if you want to have sex with him. If another man wants to have sex with him. These people are so misguided. They're so lost. And this guy just points it out. I, I don't want to have sex with a with a man. And you're a man. And then the term biological male. I wish they'd stop using this. No, you're a man or a woman. There's no biological man or woman. That's that that's redundant. Biological male. Well, yeah, you're a male based on biology. You don't need to double down on it. He's, this is why I hate the term trans woman. You're not a trans woman, you're a man. And I don't need to say biological man. That, that comes with the territory. You're a man. And this is where these people flip out because they really don't have an answer to it. And and that's the other thing. Okay, there are four things. That's the uh, That's the other thing. You can't say that. You have to, this is what the trans community wants. They want you to be so deluded that you live in their little fantasy world. And a lot of people aren't. A lot of people have given up. A lot of people will be mean. I know this is going really longer, and that's why I have to do a podcast tomorrow, because I got more. Um... This is the other thing that drives me crazy. So, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, who I love Matt Walsh. I think he's great. Matt Walsh was talking about Dylan Mulvaney. This is the guy that decided last year to be a woman. And he did it for clicks, likes. He did it to become an influencer. He didn't do it because he decided he was a woman. I, to this day, I believe this is a troll. That this guy does not really... He may be a gay man. But I do not believe that this guy thinks he's actually a woman. Okay? So, Matt Walsh made a very straightforward comment. You are not a man. You are not a woman. You are a man. You're a feminine man. And by doing what you did, you've basically lost all your masculinity and yet received no... It Yet... There's no femininity in you. You are a lost human being. You're a terrible person because you're trying to do this to our kids. And he does say that. You are the black face of femininity. That's the other thing that really drives me crazy is that I can't wear blackface because that's racist. But if I dress like a woman, that's not sexist? Or dress what I think a woman looks like, that's not sexist? 
Weird. Anyway, that's a story for a different day. And everyone, including conservatives, Tim Pool thought this was mean. Tim Pool, who I actually like and think he's, I think he's more of a centrist. He's not really a conservative. He's centrist, but he leans to the right. Sat back and said, oh, that was kind of mean. You know something? I'm tired of this being nice. We've been nice way too long. This crap has been going for 20 freaking years. And we didn't say anything. We didn't say during gay marriage and all that crap. We didn't say anything at this point. We should have said something back then. We should have put a stop to this. And the reality is, they're trying to change what reality is. I don't buy it. Gonna fight it. Not gonna be nice about it. When I see somebody with every pronoun on a button that they're wearing at Starbucks, except the right pronouns that apply to them, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not going to sit there and acknowledge that crap. No, you're, you're a she, her. You're not a he, him, or they, them. A they, them is not even a pronoun that applies to one individual. I'm not changing my language anymore. One of the reasons I will never call a trans woman a trans woman, that doesn't happen. It's impossible. You're either a man or a woman. And non-binary? That doesn't even make sense. You're one or the other, which is a binary. It's stupidity. And I'm done with it. Okay, I ended this really negatively. Tomorrow, let's talk about aliens and volleyball. And yes, I am going to do a podcast tomorrow because aliens and volleyball. It might be a shorter podcast, but I think aliens and volleyball are kind of important. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.